Hello, welcome back to Movie Rewrite. Solo cast again with just me, Cole. And we're going to talk about, well, more importantly, I'm going to talk about 2013's comedy sci-fi rated PG movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. And since we've already covered other turtle properties, why not one of the newest iterations of a already popular show uh, slash whatever else this thing has been in pop culture since the 80s has very as many many different tv shows ideas of what this should be here we are again folks and the plot is after years of being sheltered from the human world the turtle brothers set out to win the hearts of new yorkers and be accepted as normal teenagers their new friend april o'neill helps them take on a mysterious crime syndicate but they soon get in over their heads when an army of mutants is unleashed upon them. Released August 2nd, 2023, director Jeff Rowe, producer Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, James Weaver, distributed by Paramount. They, I think, own Turtles? I'm not sure anymore. Cast, you've got Jackie Chan, Nicholas Cantu, Seth Rogen, Micah Abbey. Let's see, John Cena, Brady Noon, Io Itabri? Man, I'm terrible with names. Shimon Brown Jr. We actually have teenagers playing the voices of the Turtles, so that's pretty cool, I thought. You got Ice Cube, Post Malone, Paul Rudd, Rose Byron. Uh, let's see here. Giancarlo Esposito, Hannibal Burris. Man, it's just, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty good cast here. I mean, the most unknowns are probably the uh, voice actors for the Turtles, and it's weird that they actually got teenagers to actually do it but good for them budget 70 million i don't know what the projected i think this made decent money back but that's not what we're really here to talk about so going back to kind of the plot here you've got a definitely a reimagining of turtles in the sense that they redid the well the mutations and i'm sorry if i'm repeating myself from our previous turtle talk but i'm pretty sure the mutagen acted as like whatever if if you're a turtle and a human touched you and then you came in contact contact with a mutagen, you were more like human like and I think vice versa, like if I was a human and touch a turtle, I would be more turtle like, maybe. I thought that's how the mutagen working, but not so much in this case. It is strictly uh Baxter Stockman whipped it up and was gonna make mutants and that's kind of our plot. Some of it fell down the sewer and doused the turtles, doused Splinter, so they become mutants. Uh, they talk about it in the movie, how it all happened, and all your core mutants, like Bebop and Rocksteady, again, like, they're already just mutants. There's no accidental stuff. They were already pre-made, and the government or shadow agency is already trying to get them. So, I mean, there's some similarities, but again, it's a reimagining of some of the stuff, and we're definitely really focused in on the teenage aspect of it. Uh, I have enjoyed most of the turtle cartoons that have come out. Uh, that Nickelodeon one that was like 3D animated was pretty good. My son and I watched that one all the way through. You know, fan of the original series. Off and on with some of the uh, other cartoons. But I guess if we're just going to stick to strictly what's been shown on the big screen, I, I would say of turtle movies, this is probably one of the better ones i won't say the best i would I, man i'm gonna i'm gonna say the original 
two will probably be my favorites, and this at a third, followed by the uh, early 2000s animated movie I found enjoyable. And then to me, like, Turtles 3 just doesn't exist. And then the Michael Bay movies will probably just be, like, the last two spots. I mean, I... I like them enough, but there's so much wrong with it that it's super frustrating. You know, at least you talk about the the reason for the mutants and the Bay ones, Bebop and Rocksteady were doused with whatever they came up with of that movie. And it's like, well, it's whatever their ancestors, like DNA was like all animal DNA or something in humans. And it's like, what? Now we're okay. And at least in this one, it's, well, no, I took a, I took a rhino and I'm mutating him. I took a warthog and I'm mutating him and all this stuff. And there you have it. You, I could see how people would not like it. I am okay with it as long as there is a clear like definition of what the properties of the mutagen just muted. The ooze does. It does flow off the tongue a lot better. What the ooze does to whatever touches it. And I think... Mutant Mayhem does a pretty good job of explaining why there are these creatures and why they are the way they are. And going back to the teenage viewpoint of it, it is it is interesting to see and to take that the teenage part of that name and be more focused on it because you do have these teenagers who are trying to find their place, who don't want to be sheltered. Splinter has told them through his own experiences and what he has come up with his opinion that humans are bad and they're out to hurt you and to make fun and do all these terrible things to you. And the turtles want to experience that themselves. They want to be able to live a life and, uh, you know, towards the end of the movie or I guess at the end of the movie, like they are accepted enough that they're in a high school setting and have friends and, I found that to be interesting because even the last Bay movies, you know, out of the shadow, like they're this secret, even the originals for that matter, like everything was in the shadows, like the Ninja Stealth, Ninja Vanish, all those things, which is a cool aspect of it. And I am curious to see how this moves forward where you take away them just hiding in the shadows and being mysterious. And now they're, they're there. And I think part of it is because this movie does a fairly good job of saying, like, well, the bat, bad mutants, quote-unquote, are already, you know, they've been seen. Like, Superfly is, he's a mystery, but there's speculation of what's going on. And once it's apparent there's mutants around, the cat's out of the bag, and you can either be a good mutant or a bad mutant like a human, and society just accepts them as they are, and, you know, there it is. And... Going back to our cast, I want to talk about Jeff Rowe real quick. He is the writer, screenplay for this, slash director, I believe. Yeah, director. Uh, he also co-directed The Mitchells vs. The Machines, which I believe is on Netflix, maybe Netflix original. Uh, my son really enjoyed that movie. I've watched it with him a couple of times. I think it's a fun movie. There's a interesting message in there. Uh, and just a, it's a it's a cool concept to begin with. It's I thought it was very well written and made for the most part. Disenchantment. Uh, he's a staff writer for that TV series, twenty episodes. And my favorite was Gravity Falls. Uh, he did eleven episodes on that. I don't know which one specifically, but I just think that's a great show to begin with. And it was stupid that they had to cancel it, but I get it. Sometimes a show needs to be uh, 
done before it runs its course and then it's not good at all. But I think Jeff Rowe did a great job of of writing this movie and directing it. He definitely had a vision for it. And like I said, he he took all the concepts and ideas that, you know, I've talked about source material before. How many years upon years of source material are there of comics and TV shows and movies and whatever else? And I don't know if I've watched or read anything that, well, what is it like to be a mutant turtle? And in some aspects, like the ninja part of it kind of isn't there. I mean, even in this movie, they really, they they have their skills, but when it comes to, like, their first fight is in this movie. Like, they're not hardened battle turtles that know exactly what they're doing. Like, they've got the training, but they haven't put it into real-life applications, and that's that looks different. And it's a struggle, and it's a struggle being a teenager and all those things, and to know your place. And it was just an interesting idea uh, to do it. And then you got Seth Rogen behind it. Uh, say what you will about the guy. I think he is making an attempt to do interesting things. And I know there'll be pushback of, again, any of these people in these movies in Hollywood or whatever. Like, everybody's entitled to their opinion and whatever they want. I, I guess I just think Seth Rogen is trying. I'm not like a huge Seth Rogen can do, do no wrong and everything he does is great. I just think he is attempting something different with a lot of these properties. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I've enjoyed most of the stuff I've ever seen him in. For crying out loud, Sausage Party is one of the weirdest things you will ever watch. I mean, he's voice acted in a lot of stuff, surprisingly. Kung Fu Panda, Monsters vs. Aliens. Like, he's not... It's not like it's a new thing for him. Mario Brothers? I forget he was in Mario Brothers. But there he is, in doing tons of stuff. So, I think Turtles is pretty good. I am excited to see what happens. And another thing is Shredder's not in this. Usually you got a Turtle franchise. You know, Shredder's front and center. Uh, that last animated movie from the early 2000s was absent of a Shredder. They've talked about him. I think if I remember right, like he was at least defeated... I don't know if that means like defeated dead or defeated like he's in hiding and and then that's it. And that movie introduced like super natural elements to it of monsters and there was no shredder whatsoever. And I thought that movie was pretty good from what I can remember. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I've I've liked it. Uh but Mutant Mayhem I think is up there definitely of something worth watching. If you for a PG movie, I think there's enough there for adults who have been a fan of the property for a long time. And again, if you like the property, most of the stuff you're going to see on cartoon level or live action level is going to be kid-like, except for, you know, the Bay ones that are PG-13. And again, some of the comics anymore push a more mature audience. And I am surprised Every year when there isn't a more, I mean, I'm going to say adult, but mature, more out of the kid realm of what Turtles are. The last Ronin comic is great. I think I saw rumors of it being coming a video game, maybe some kind of animated or a live action adaptation of it that is a more PG-13 and maybe above rated property. I think there is enough room within the turtle universe to have a, well, this is more for a kid mindset and themes. And then we can have like the 
more darker, dealing with loss, dealing with adult issues, you know, coming from the standpoint of a mutant turtle as much as you can get. I think there are room for that in this world. I mean, DC has done it with movies and then their comic properties and their animated movies and shows where they're definitely not for kids, but there's also the stuff that is for the kids. So I am surprised the Turtles haven't been able to bridge that gap of, well, we can have both and they can both be successful and well-liked. Maybe we'll see that soon enough. Maybe we won't. Maybe the success of this will allow for a little bit more creativity. I mean, for crying out loud, we remake the dumbest things, reimagining things. The first one that comes to mind is like uh, Total Recall. I think it's because it keeps popping up on my Netflix, like, want to watch list. I'm like, no, I've seen it once. I don't care. I don't care to see that movie again. I'm going to stick with the Schwarzenegger version. This remake is terrible. Uh, RoboCop would be another one. The new one, it's okay. It's no original, but we keep doing this. Why can't we just have multiple versions of a turtle verse of... We can tell different storylines. We can have different themes that speak to a child, speak to an adult, and, you know, just have... Everybody has a little bit of everything. But, I don't know, I guess that surprises me that we can't figure out why why this can't be a good thing. I, for one, yeah, I think this is a good movie. I'm excited for the the sequel where they... I have watched a couple of things and read, you know, they didn't want to do Shredder in this. They want to save him for the sequel. Uh, the movie does end with a teaser for Shredder coming out, so I'm curious to see how that works for them and how they're going to do it. He essentially seems to be some kind of bounty hunter. And again, where the turtles aren't in hiding, they're, they're going to school. What does that look like with pretty much an assassin coming after them? I feel like we've almost got a Spider, or like the Amazing Spider-Man movies on our hands where Somebody knows who they are, so now we're attacking a school. Guaranteed there'll be a school attack, but maybe I'm wrong. And yeah, yeah hopefully it's uh, it's good and it pays off. We can get some more movies out of this. Uh, let's go do... Uh, boy, the reviews on this are great. One-star reviews. One out of ten. Seth Rogen delivers one of his worst movies ever. Okay. I will not say it's his worst film, only because I don't know all of his work. What I will say is between the excessive pandering to youth and minorities, excessive jokes that don't really land very well, revamped storyline that just doesn't that just wasn't very good. I don't care about source material. I only care about the product that's in front of me. If you're going to change the storyline and backstory, please do a good job. I thought Jackie Chan and Ice Cube would grow on me as the movie continued, but it never did. They did, they did the job that was asked, so I won't say that they did a bad job. I will I will just say bad casting. Some of our recent animated movies set the bar high. But if, even if I ignore that, this movie was pretty bad. Feels like a movie that was written while high. But even if you're high, it's still not that good. I would be curious to know what they consider an elevated uh, animated movie. Uh, Spider-Man into and across the Spider-Verse, yes, I think has been hailed as great animation. So I wonder if they're talking about visual or just everything that makes up the movie. I know there were complaints with Mutant Mayhem about how it looked. I thought it looked good. I watched a featurette on Pluto of all places, Pluto TV of a uh, boy. I think they took like drawings that kids had made of like turtles or landscapes and incorporated them into the movie, which I thought was cool. Yeah, this is a weird animation, but I think it fit for what they're doing. I don't need anything hyper real. I don't, again, you're, you're, 
you're really straddling the line of how real do you need to make it look? You can go CGI, you can go like 3D, like animated where everything's like smoothless and look and tries to be real. Or you can take the mayhem approach, which was a little of both. And I thought it worked out fine. It kind of gave it a gritty, it just, it was a different feel. I'm on board for it. I know art's subjective. Everybody's welcome to their own opinion about it. Uh, there's one I'm not going to read. It says one of the worst movies I ever watched. And it kind of just is a rant that how hot it was, people talking in the movie, yada, yada. So I don't think they went in with a good mindset and just didn't like the movie. And it suffered from it. Another one is it's like a huge cliche at this point. The biggest joke in this film is Seth Rogen himself at this point. He seems determined to trash successful IPs as well as actively trying to make children utterly miserable or warp their sense of right and wrong. Not sure what's up with that with the boy. Not sure what is up with the boy, but they need to keep him away from anything child related. Pretty sure he should be in a red on a register at this point. Wow, the whole that's a huge accusation. The whole thing just reeks of trying to get ESG funding. I don't know what that is. From Splinter's sexuality to making April in a minority. I don't know what Splinter's sexuality. I thought the woman or the Roach or whatever it was he liked in the movie was female, but maybe I missed something here. And maybe this reviewer's putting context there that isn't? Maybe? April a minority. This isn't the first time April's been a minority either. More recent iterations of stuff she has been. So, again, at some point, you got to change with the times. Do you want her to wear a yellow jumpsuit, suit, be a redhead, and work for a news company where news is hardly a thing anymore? Or do you want a student who is just doing news at the school that again we're any way you look at like you can like at some point like well there's an adult woman talking with teenagers Mm, mm, that's a little weird but whatever uh let's see here where did this review go Uh, i don't know what esg funding is sexuality it's just predictable and dull it's like rogan got high and asked his buddies how can we annoy people this time the problem is as consumers and people, we spend money we have to see them bite the hands that feed them too many times. And hacks with zero writing ability will no longer get my money. I don't know if this person thinks like Seth Rogen is hands-on in every aspect of this or not, but uh, not written by him. This seems like there's some weird political and personal issues that uh, came off with this one uh one more bro fell off absolute cringe bro tried to reference every cool and considered popular teenage culture type of thing but forgot this movie is for kids so wouldn't you want to have link whatever you do not stuff these into a kid movie that has the main goal to teach lessons it does not fit this background and honestly i would have spent spent this time doing something else better I would have spent this time doing something else better. Okay, whatever. I have no words to describe. I used to be I used to be quiet cool with Ninja Turtles, but until I see this. What the heck, bro? Literal cringe. Also, Jackie Chan? Do better, bro. Definitely not voicing this kind of cringe, goofy, ah, movie that did not do good. Parents liked it. Kids mid. Teens, question mark. Stupid movie. Bad. I, damn, okay. That was... That was just a word jumble there to get through this review. Damn, you, you want a writing job? Because holy balls, Nick. 
Uh, let's do a 5 out of 10. Do writers even read the source material anymore? Ooh, good question. What was that? First of all, the animation was fine, and some scenes were great. But for the most part, it was a mindless movie with tons of failed joke attempts, forced message, and the plot was very rushed. The turtles were, at the same, at the most part, acting the same and didn't have the distinct personalities from previous shows. You know, in some regards, that is a fair point. But I would push back and say, you have got essentially brothers, well, not essentially, they are at the same age fighting to find their own identity and you are going to have overlap. Yeah, they're distinct and you can say like, well, all they did was give them different weapons, the colors and some like dressing ups, like, you know, Donatello's a nerd, so he's got glasses and tech. But when it comes to how they act, man, you, I don't know, you got, you got still got teenagers trying to find themselves in their own voice. So I would say that's probably what you, I mean, true to form maybe. Uh, acting the same and didn't have distinct personalities from previous shows. April looked nothing like April. I literally thought she was a different character at first. Yep, again, we got a reiteration of it. Uh, for good or bad, again, you got to ask yourself, what was the goal of April in any of the previous anythings, and do you need her as a character? That's probably the question you really need to ask. Just like, how important are human characters in a Transformer movie? I don't know. Splinter turned into a joke, and classic villains were ruined and had no time to shine. But we are talking about a turtle movie, so unless you want to have a movie strictly about the villains, I don't think you're going to get a time to shine. But again, your opinion. Continuing, I get that writers tried to make changes to stand out and make something more of their own, but the changes just didn't work for me. Sadly, it was yet another mindless, wannabe, funny movie with mindless for mindless consumers. Okay. That's probably not, like, the worst thing. Let's see. Old school comic book drawing style. The animation style is more like the old school type, the comic book drawing. It is different than those Disney animation, more real life style. The strokes are very rough drawings. The storyline itself, just so-so. However, the voice actors are all quite famous, like Jackie Chan was a big surprise to me. The animation style is more like the old school hype, the comic book drawing. It is different than those... Wait, so you just copy and paste your... You did. You copy and paste the same paragraph on here twice. Oh, you fooled me. Oh, that's frustrating. Oh, okay. Anyways, let's just go on to the next another 5 out of 10. Entitled, not bad, but the intended audience will like it better than grown-ups. Well, yeah, it's a PG movie, but okay. Again, people who love this, at some point, you've got to make room for new audiences for a different iteration of it to have a love for the turtles. You can't expect them to seek out the original movies, the original comic books. Like they're going to, they need a starting point. And if their starting point is this movie, it's not a bad one. There are worse ones. All right. The review, first of all, and a nice refreshing change of pace, the turtles are voice dubbed by actual teenage actors. Secondly, the martial art moves are just as seamless as the lip movements of the characters. But as for the characters themselves, I'm sorry. But those particular images were like stop-motion versions of paper mache for me, as in similar to Wallace and Gromit, but on a lower budget. Uh, okay. The only saving grace is Leatherhead and other mutant, mutant moles, mute animals, finally being introduced. Rather than just rehashing the feud with Shredder, central as that is to the turtle's backstory, that's, yep. They didn't just throw Shredder out there and make him the bad guy. So if you're a parent looking to entertain your bored kids this weekend and you don't want them scared by a post-Shark Week Megalodon, talk about Meg too, I'm assuming, 
take them to see this. Just don't expect to find enjoyment by anyone over age 25. Ouch. What And what you're saying is adults who more than anything know what the turtles are and have had more experience with it. But again, if this movie is your starting point for turtles uh, as a teenager or anybody in general, you could have worse. You could have better. I don't know. It's kind of just whatever you want to do. Uh, let's see here. Some 10 out of 10. Let's see what the people who really enjoyed this movie had to say. Made me feel like a kid again. I wasn't in, I was not into the Teenage Mutant Turtles when I was growing up, so I'm not a huge fan or a lore aficionado. I'm sure there's things that this gets wrong about the turtle mythos, and I'm not going to be surprised to hear people say, this isn't my TMNT. With that being said, I've been going through a really hard time these past few weeks. Oh, my God. I didn't pre-read this, so this is going to be fun. I lost my job, and it feels like nothing's been... <laughs> oh, I shouldn't be laughing at this. Nothing's been going my way. I've been desperately looking for something to cheer me up and make me feel a little better about the world and life. And Mutant Mayhem did that. It was funny, epic, and emotional when it needed to be. I love the soundtrack, voice acting, editing, editing and animation. I loved learning about the turtles and watching them progress throughout the story. I love pretty much everything about it. It's obvious that everyone involved in this project had so much fun being a part of it, and I just hope that people will experience that same fun when they go see this. Man, I hope you find a job, buddy. I hope things get better for you. This is the movie I was looking for. Man, what a movie. I was worried that this reboot was going to be full of cringy social media references and outdated slang. Yeah, you know what? I kind of was too. But this movie delivered on almost everything. The character designs are awesome. The voice acting is phenomenal. The plot is simple. The animation is gorgeous. And the soundtrack is probably the best soundtrack out of every movie I've watched in my life. I would say Spider-Man Across and Into the Spider-Verse are pretty damn good. I would I would say that. Almost everything in this movie stands out. From the Turtles to Splinter to the Humans to Superfly's gang and Superfly himself. This movie does have some references, with not all of them being completely accurate to their real-life counterpart. But most of the references are executed flawlessly. From Family Guy to My Hero Academia, uh, okay, to Guy Fieri to Drake to an Attack on Titan reference being used to defeat Superfly and the damn He-Man meme song from like 14 years ago during a chase scene. The only negative complaint I have is that there's a vomit joke. Yeah, okay, I'm seeing, yep, vomit joke that happens about twice or three times in the movie. And that's not even censored or anything. The noises are disgusting. And the third time the joke gets pretty old. Overall, this was the definitive turtle experience for me. And I recommend it to everyone. Yeah, I think my complaint too would be like this. That throw up joke is a little long and could go without. Uh, let's do the last one here. They knew kids of 90s will bring their kids now. Okay. Absolutely love the movie and specifically the artwork. Very captivating and truly deserves a cinematic experience. The story was different, very realistic, and the overall movie, through music and certain jokes, had a ring of nostalgia. A must-watch. Try not to connect it with the past Ninja Turtles. This one is different and amazing on its own. Just like Dark Knight, this movie is wasn't about the good guys defeating the villain. It was about these turtles fighting their own fight and finding a purpose. A good message for kids to work against the odds and to make a place. The humor was great with a kid. The humor was great, what a kid would enjoy as well. I I agree. My kid laughed super hard at some of the jokes, uh, the fighting, especially the mayhem that ensues in the fighting scenes. But he's also 
below 10 years old, so he's not going to get references like hanging out with Drake or some of those other ones. But again, you can't make a movie that's going to hit with everybody. And I think Mute Mayhem does a good job of trying to get in an encompassing audience of if you're ref, if you're familiar with most of the turtle properties, if you're an adult in their 40s who definitely likes turtles, if you're now just seeing this movie for the first time, I think it's a good for all that coverage and I think you can find something to enjoy in it. I think there's something there and I hope it happens or I hope it starts a whole new I don't say turtle craze. I think there's always been a turtle craze. Love and appreciation for the property where they can expand out. You know, you hear rumors of Ghostbusters is trying to do this universe for them. And maybe we can get like not a turtle universe, but different properties to hit different demographics to where, yes, I would like to play a rated M video game of The Last Ronin. Yes, I would like to see whatever you can make that into a movie of. I, there's, but I will also enjoy the PG rated stuff because there's different stories. I like the characters. I'm there to see turtles. I saw turtles and I, I liked it for movie rewrite folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a good day. Huh. I can't believe there are other mutants. You want to roll with us? 